Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the weekly podcast here. I'm your host, Dave, from Chase the Summit. We're back here doing it yet again for another uh, weekly pod. I don't really I don't really have a name for these things. I know people usually have guests and in, in all kinds of uh, shenanigans that go on on podcasts, and I'm just over here doing it by myself for now. But I do have a couple of exciting pieces of news before we get into all of the things in this podcast, because I do have a lot to talk about today. Um, we do have, I, I've got two guests that are like bigger YouTubers that are, have agreed to be on the podcast. So I'm just working out some details with them now and I'm super excited to have them on. So if you haven't yet, make sure you follow or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss upcoming episodes because I'm pretty stoked on it. Another thing I wanted to mention is I need some help from you guys out there. If you're listening right now, I need help from you to uh, click that five star button, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, whatever you can do. Tell your friends and family about this if they care. (laughs) They probably don't. But if they do, tell them about it because I'm trying to grow this podcast into something more than just me talking to myself. I've also got another important, exciting piece of news is we've got our first podcast sponsor, (laughs) which is exciting for me because it means I can pour more effort into this. And even more exciting is that the sponsor of the podcast is a brand I actually have been using for a full year, I think, and it's Liquid IV. And if you haven't heard of Liquid IV before, it's basically this little packet of powder you mix with water it tastes really good and the really cool thing about it is it's got a bunch of electrolytes in it it's low on calories each packet's only like 50 calories and it's super hydrating so just imagine like gatorade but with way less sugar and calories and more electrolytes and things that actually matter and they've got some crazy technology that kind of mainstreams the uh, or mainlines the electrolytes right into your blood flow and it works i mean i love this stuff i love the taste of it I use it all the time for uh, going on runs and I even use it like after my morning coffee in the morning to like just get hydrated before I start my day. And I really like the stuff like wholeheartedly actually use it all the time, even before they sponsored this podcast. So super excited for them to be partnering with me on this. Uh, And if you're interested in checking out Liquid IV, go down to the show notes, click the link and use code chase the summit. No spaces in there. Chase the summit. All one word at checkout for 30% off your first order. That's right, 30% off, which is pretty amazing. So uh, thanks, Liquid IV, for sponsoring this podcast. Let's move on. I also wanted to uh, just briefly mention, I, you know, I'm not going to push my political agenda on this podcast. That's not what this is for. I don't need anyone to know my personal, you know, interests in uh, politics. I don't really have interest in politics, but I don't want to share that on this podcast. This isn't the place for that, but I do feel like I need to just acknowledge what happened in Texas. Uh, it's horrific. It's disgusting. My heart sinks and hurts when I think about it. I can't even imagine being in the situation or being affected by this or having my family affected by it. Uh, words can't Words can't comprehend it. Uh, I don't think, you know, I'm not big on moments of silence. I'm not big on thoughts and prayers kinds of things on the internet where people just, you know, put say my heart goes to you, whatever. Uh, it just doesn't mean anything. It's frustrating. 
uh, feel like we need to fix what's wrong right now. I don't know how to fix it, but it's terrible. And I can't even, and these are kids, man. I've got four kids all in elementary school and, um, yeah, just, it's painful to think about. Anyways, I didn't want to ignore it because, um, you know, talking about GPS watches and running is a luxury, right? It's something I'm lucky I get to do and that I'm get to wake up with all four of my kids. And, uh, there's more, more important things in the world, but, uh, that's gonna, that's my depressing note for this podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. I just feel like I needed to say something because ignoring it is worse than not stating anything. So sorry about that. Sorry for the depressing start. Um, Let's go through this terrible transition into what I'm working on on YouTube. So uh, coming up on YouTube next week, I have two videos already filmed and edited, uploaded with thumbnails, with everything done. This is very rare for me, so you can understand why I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I can't tell you what they are, though. All I can say is I've got two videos coming out next week for top secret GPS devices. I'll just say GPS devices. I can't comment on what they are, who they're from, what they do, nothing. I'll just say they're top secret. So you can, your, your mind can run wild and you can talk to your buddies and speculate if you do that sort of thing. But that's the, that's all I can give you right now. So I've got two videos coming out next week and I'm trying to get a third ready uh, it's a lot of work, man. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about more on the YouTube front in a little bit, but, uh, what else I got going on other than YouTube is a lot, you know, we've got a lot going on around the house. We've got, uh, we're moving. We're currently in the process of packing up all our stuff and man, moving really makes you realize how much stuff you actually have. The basement is full. The attic's full. The kids closets are full. And uh, thank God my wife has been doing the brunt of the work because I've been working all week. She's been uh, in the closets, packing up the boxes and the Tupperware containers and really getting ahead of it. The fortunate thing is we don't have to move out for another couple of months. We are actually going to rent back our own house from the new owners, which is pretty wild. Uh, And then we're going to be essentially homeless for a few months until our new house is ready. So there's a lot going on around the Dillon household. And that probably leads to a lot of the stresses and stuff that I'm going to talk about in this podcast as well. Other than that, though, on the like fitness and running front, I've been kind of struggling lately to uh, keep up the mileage because of all this stuff going on, because I've got a real job and we're moving and four kids and baseball after school and uh, a lot going on. But I have been like just keeping that base that base mileage and base fitness every week. And it's been kind of rough, but I'm, I'm still keeping it. So we're there. We're just kind of hovering. I, you know, I like to, I like to think that there's highs and lows. And right now I just need to keep, I need to hang on to, I always, I always think of, uh, when I'm in like tough moments of stress and a lot going on, I always think of the movie, the perfect storm. I don't know if you, you guys know what that is, but the perfect storm is about these fishermen off the coast of Gloucester here in Massachusetts. Gloucester is a coastal town that's big on fishing here in Massachusetts. And, uh, the, what is it? What is it? The Andrea Gale, I think was the name of the boat. The Andrea Gale. Wow. My memory today is really sharp. 
they, they went out to sea in the middle of a storm and they took a beating and ultimately the, the ship went down, which is not a good analogy for what I'm about to tell you. So in my mind, when I've got like all this crazy stuff going on at work and with YouTube and with my family, I always equate it to being the guy at the helm of a ship during a big storm. And I'm just hanging on to that steering wheel or whatever they call it on a boat. And I've got the, the waves crashing over me and I'm wearing the yellow rain slicker and it's lightning and thunder and big waves and the boats just barely staying afloat. And I like to think I'm just that guy hanging on until the storm's over. That's how I equate my life to, uh, to everything. Now, hopefully my storm doesn't end like it did on the Andrea Gale with the boat sinking and everyone dying. That'd be a real problem. So, uh, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hopeful things turn out better than that. Uh, that's my weird fact, my, my weird internal monologue for the day. Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> so, uh, first thing I want to talk about kind of goes hand in hand with all this, all the stress and everything going on, um, is YouTube burnout. And that's going to be the first thing I'll title in this podcast. What is burnout? You might ask. Well, Burnout can happen in any, any life, any career, any job. It doesn't even have to be a job. It can be like for me at YouTube isn't really my job, but it's something I do. Um, it's when you're grinding so hard for so long and putting all of your effort into it that you start to lose motivation because things aren't progressing maybe, or maybe you're just tired. And I think the real problem is that it's not YouTube. Like I actually genuinely let me put this out there. I actually really enjoy making YouTube videos. It's something I'm passionate about. It's my, I don't know, my passion, my hobby, my creative outlet in life. I enjoy literally every aspect of making a YouTube video from filming it to writing it, to editing, to the best part is putting it up on YouTube and, and getting it out there and seeing eyeballs on it. All of that stuff I love. I mean, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be doing it because let me tell you, I'm not getting rich from YouTube. Now, the reason why I feel burnt out a little bit is because my real job is crazy bananas and YouTube is actually getting pretty crazy as well because there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that you don't necessarily see on the YouTube channel, like emailing brands, phone calls with people from brands, collaborating with other creators, writing scripts, coming up with ideas like these ideas have to you have to formulate an idea write down notes come up with a structure for your video <clears throat> you know buy buy new gear maybe your microphone isn't good enough i don't know there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that consumes all of my like all of my hours of the day are essentially consumed by thinking about stuff for youtube and then when i'm not thinking about stuff for youtube or running um then i'm working my real day job and then in between all that, I've got four kids in, you know, their lives and my wife to stay present. And I really actively try to do that. Maybe I'm not the best, at, but <laughs> I'm trying real hard. And all that combined leads leads to this place I've kind of hit with YouTube where I just feel like I'm not. I mean, I'm so I, I, I'm trying not to say I'm trying not to come off as like un, ungrateful or or trying to bitch or uh, is that the first time I said a bad word on this podcast? Sorry. Or, or say anything like, what was me feel bad for me? That's not what I'm trying to do here. I feel like I'm just trying to be transparent and explain 
what's happening behind the scenes because it's a, it's a side of YouTube you often don't see from creators because everybody's happy go lucky trying to get the clicks and views on YouTube, right? And they should be. That's kind of the gig. But there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And again, I love it. It is absolutely my favorite thing to do. It's just sometimes you feel like, why isn't this working? You know, and I've got, I don't know, 60,000 subscribers, which is not nothing, right? But then you comparisons to the Thief of Joy, you look at bigger channels, what are they doing better? Why, you know, why is theirs taking off? Blah, blah, blah. And the more you go down that rabbit hole of negativity, the more it's just easy to feel like I should just quit. Like, why am I even doing this? Why am I wasting my time? So, you know, I've had moments like that. And I think the best way to remedy it is to just pump the brakes back off a little bit instead of doing three videos a week or two videos a week. Just do one video and and just take a second. And that's what I've been doing. So if you've noticed on my channel, it's been kind of reduced. The quantity of videos has been dialed back slightly. That's not to say I'm quitting because I'm not going to throw up that I'm quitting YouTube post and leaving. I love it. Like I said, it's it's really genuinely my passion right next to running right next to my family. I love YouTube. It's it's super fun for me. So I'm not going anywhere, but I'm just trying to explain what's been going on. And um, I think I feel better now after taking a couple of weeks slow. I also just put out a video on the Insta 361 RS action camera, which totally bombed. <laughs> and I knew it was gonna like, for some reason, action camera videos are hard to make you know, hard to make them take off unless you're like some big camera YouTuber, which I'm not. Um, but I, you know, I knew that going into it. It's a camera that I really wanted to share my thoughts on. So I made the video anyway, and I still put in the work and I'm still proud of that video. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Anyways, that's my little rant. I'm going to end the rant now because the, there's a, probably a big percentage of people that don't care about this at all. And I'm sorry that you made it this far into a podcast that you just don't care about. And uh, now you're here. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's move on to other topics. Uh, what's coming up with training and racing? A lot. So in about a week, let's see, in about, yeah, almost exactly a week on June 4th, I think I've got a race called the Chesterfield Gorge Ultra Super cool race, uh, kind of local to me, about 45 minutes away. And what's cool about it is it's multi-distance. So you can run uh, 25K. You could run, I think it's 25K is the, the least. It might be 10 mile, 25K, um, all the way up to 100 miler and everything in between. So 50K, 50 miler, uh, 100K and 100 miler. So a lot of options. I signed up for the 50 miler. You just need to give them an idea of what you want to run. Um, and all of the registration fees are the same. And the course is a seven and a half mile out and back in an area called the Chesterfield Gorge, which is beautiful. There's like a river cut through a big rocky feature in the middle of Chesterfield, Massachusetts. No, not really any elevation gain. It's not a particularly hilly or difficult race. And the trail itself is pretty graded and buffed out um, to the point where vehicles like trucks can actually drive through it. Now, what's cool about it is uh, it's my last chance to be qualified for the Vermont 100 Ultra Marathon, which takes place in July. And the the Chesterfield race is actually run by the same race director, um, this woman named Amy Rizeki. Shout out, Amy. Um, she She's a race director for both races. So if you qualify at Chesterfield, 
you're automatically in to Vermont and I need to, or I can't run Vermont. Uh, so the qualifying time, what I need to do there is run Chesterfield, the 50 mile in under 12 hours, which I think is totally attainable for me. Back in 2018, I ran the same race. Granted, I was in way better shape, like really good shape in 2018. Uh, I ran it in eight and a half hours for my, for my, uh, 50 miler PR. And I came in uh, first place male that year, I think second overall. Um, so that, that was a great, great run for me. I'm definitely not expecting to beat or even match that time. I think realistically, I'm hoping for nine hours, maybe nine and a half hours. Um, but I'm not going in with like crazy aggressive goal time. I just want to have fun. A and B, I want to qualify for Vermont. So I just need to be under 12 hours, which I think is very doable. The other cool thing about Chesterfield is they actually do because it's uh, out and back. It's a seven. It's like a 14 mile round trip out and back. They just do over and over again to get to your desired distance. Um, they do have drop bags at the start and finish line, and you can pick up a pacer and have a crew. Um, so my wife may actually come out and run the last uh, bit of the 50 miler with me. Hopefully, we'll see if we can get a babysitter. Uh, but that would be a lot of fun. So uh, that's what's coming up. And if I qualify there, uh, I will be going to Vermont. And you can expect videos on both of those coming up on the channel once I run them. Hopefully everything's successful and they're happy videos and not sad videos. Uh, you never know. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty excited and we'll see how it goes. Okay, so let's, how far into the podcast are we now? If you're still listening 18 minutes into my rambles, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Now we're going to go into the news. That's what you probably came here for. So uh, first up, it's this new, the news this week has been kind of slim. So these are kind of niche uh, tidbits of information, but I found them interesting. So hopefully you do too. First up, um, there's a new product called the Aura Strap 2. A-U-R-A, not O at the beginning. The Aura Strap 2. And this is kind of an interesting uh, thing. So... This is a replacement band for your Apple Watch. And what's really cool about it is that it has a sensor built into the back of it, like on the where the back of your wrist would be, that has a bunch of little electrodes and sensors and stuff built into it that can actually give you a bunch of, bunch of information uh, about your body. And what I found interesting about this is, so when you buy an Apple Watch, if you don't know, if you're like a Garmin user and you're curious about Apple, they're great. Apple watches are really awesome. They're, they're so capable. They have so many features. But what I found is the most frustrating thing about them is the fact that out of the box, they don't really do a lot. Like the sleep tracking is kind of bleh. The step tracking and calorie tracking is kind of meh. Like it's not, none of it's really good. And even like the activity tracking app for running and stuff is pretty bland. Like it's not very customizable. There's only a few data fields. Not a lot to it. And one of the biggest areas of, of weakness, I think, for Apple is they don't give you a lot of like body information, your body composition, your your uh, HRV, you know, all that stuff is you need more apps to get that done. And what's cool about this new Aura Strap, again, A-U-R-A, -A, uh, is that it it actually gives you a bunch of this information. So this little sensor on the back of your band, which is always there, it's just part of the band and it attaches to your watch. So you always have it on your wrist. 
gives you information like your body composition, your uh, body fat percentage, your water density, your bone density, and even more information than that, like something called a Biva chart. I don't even know what that is. Um, all for an additional fee. So the, the band and the actual device comes in at a $150. It runs on a coin cell battery, so you don't have to charge it. And the battery is supposed to last about six months, which is super cool. And um, there's no subscription for like most of the features. But if you want like workout suggestions and all this other stuff, you can actually subscribe to the Aura Plus, I think it's called, for $10 more a month, which is pretty cool. Um, and it, the, the cool thing about this is there's an app that goes on your watch that collects this data uh, manually. So you can manually trigger your body composition check. So in the morning, you can wake up and do like a, a total system check of your body fat percentage and water density, blah, 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 by triggering it with the sensor on the back of the band. And it's all recorded to the app on the watch and synced to your phone app. So you got it kind of in two, two places. And what's funny about this thing is I started writing this, the, the notes for this podcast, and I had this in my notes as something I wanted to talk about. But yesterday, Aura, the company, emailed me and asked if I want to check it out. So they're actually sending me one. And it's weird because I already had this written. Like, I was going to talk about this either way. But now I actually have one in the mail coming to me. So stay tuned to YouTube because I will be reviewing it on there. Uh, not a sponsored reviewer. It's not anything shady. They're just giving me one for free to, to check out. So I'll be letting you know the good, bad, and the ugly on YouTube Make sure to uh, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss that because uh, I'm pretty interested in this. I think it, I think it's something really unique because I've thought about this a lot, even with garments like the band because of the quick fit system and the way a lot of these bands are so easily interchangeable. There's a ton of opportunity with the band real estate to put like additional batteries and sensors and all that. So it looks like somebody finally figured this out and hopefully it's actually good because the only reviews I can find are on The Verge and on some Apple YouTube channels, and they're not very in-depth and they seem a little bit sponsored. So I'm hoping I can shed some like truth to this product. Uh, we'll see. So stay tuned for that. Uh, next up in the news, we've got uh, Aura Ring. This is O-U-R-A, the Aura Ring, uh, the one I just reviewed on YouTube a few weeks ago, uh, finally got the firmware update to have heart rate support during workouts. If you're unaware of the Aura Ring, it's a ring you wear on your finger that actually has a heart rate sensor in it. It's super cool, and watch my full video on YouTube to learn all about it. But one thing that's been missing on it is um, real-time heart rate data while you're working out. So when you're actually running or cycling or lifting weights, uh, actually getting recording your heart rate during the activities uh, in real time. Because the Aura Ring only samples your heart rate every like 10 minutes or something or five minutes. So you get these big gaps in your data. So now it's going to be recorded in real time. I just got the firmware update this morning and I installed it on my Aura Ring. I have yet to test it out, but I will be testing it out. And I hope, I really hope that they added the capability to export a fit file so I can actually compare how accurate the uh, sensor is in the ring compared to like a chest sensor or an arm sensor or something like that. That's to be de determined. They didn't really elaborate on all of the details, um, but I downloaded, downloaded the firmware update. I'm going to be testing it in great detail. 
and that will be coming out soon on YouTube, or I might, I might just talk about it in a podcast. I'm not really sure yet. I'm just excited about it because it's something they've been promising for a while. So we'll see how that turns out. Next up in the news, we've got, um, a new watch on the market. And I actually talked about this in a previous podcast from Amazfit called the T-Rex 2. Now the T-Rex moniker or branding has been used before on the T-Rex and T-Rex Pro. I actually bought a T-Rex Pro last year and reviewed it on YouTube. Again, check it out, go to the channel, search for it. Um, and I really liked that watch. I thought it was super cool. It had a really unique set of features for the price point because that watch came in super cheap. It was like 180 bucks, I think. And you got like an OLED display and all this other stuff. That's kind of unheard of at that price point. But check this out. The, the uh, I almost said Amazon. Quick reminder that Amazfit and Amazon are totally different companies. So don't get them mixed up. Amazon has nothing to do with Amazfit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Amazfit T-Rex 2 has a crazy spec list. So check this out. You've got multi-band GPS. First off, that is currently only found on very expensive sports watches like the Phoenix 7, the Apex Gen 2, and the Coros Vertex, right? Or the Vertex 2. So you've got multi-band GPS on the T-Rex 2. That's the first thing I'll mention here. Next thing I'll mention is 24-day battery life. So that's crazy. 58 hours in GPS mode. OLED display. First beat analytics like VO2 max estimation, sleep tracking, blah, blah, blah. Ultra low temperature operation. Super rugged build in mil standard, uh, whatever, you know, mil spec 810G or whatever they do. You can also download and import routes like GPX files and follow them in real time with breadcrumb navigation. And guess what? This all costs $229. What? <laughs> $229 for multi-band GPS, OLED display, 24-day battery life. Like right there, are, that spec list reads just like the Garmin Epix Gen 2, which is $1,000. So you're getting all this for $229. This has to, there's got to be a, a gotcha here. So this morning, I actually ordered one. I placed my order on Amazon for the Amazfit T-Rex 2. I'm waiting for it. It's not prime or anything, so I'm not sure how long it's going to take to ship. But uh, it's in the mail, so we'll see how this watch actually performs. I'm going to tear this thing apart. I really want to put the specs to the test with the multiband GPS and all the other stuff. Now, the big issue I've had with Amazfit stuff in the past, like the T-Rex Pro, and more specifically, the Stratos 3, is that their heart rate sensors are utter garbage, or they have been. So I'm really curious to see if they fix that with the Amazfit T-Rex 2. Because like the Stratos, I was getting unusable data out of that thing, like just so bad. And the Stratos had other issues too, like GPS accuracy wasn't very good. But we'll see, 229 for all that stuff. I'm, a, I'm very interested, and if it actually delivers, like... That's a real contender, and it should make make some of the bigger brands kind of question what they're doing. It's kind of crazy. Okay, uh, next up in the news, we've got the Galaxy Watch 4. Um, that's been around for a while, so that's not newsworthy. But what is newsworthy is if you have a Galaxy Watch 4, you're going to be very interested in this. You can now install Google Assistant on your Galaxy Watch 4. 
where previously you had to use Samsung's Bixby, which is just terrible. <laughs> Maybe it got better. I haven't used it in a while. Bixby is like an alternative to a voice assistant where they peddled this when they launched the original um, Samsung Galaxy phones. And of course, they've been trying to push it ever since then with dedicated Bixby buttons that you can't reconfigure. And then when they put out their watches like the Galaxy Watch, which is a really cool watch, they made you use Bixby. So now they've come to their senses and you can go on the Wear OS store on your Galaxy Watch 4 and download the Google Assistant app and replace Bixby with it. All good there, but there is one problem and it's that the verge of all people have reported that there's a huge battery drain with this just with um, Google Assistant running in the background. They they've stated that they went from like, you know, three days of battery life to like one day and the only variable has been uh, Google Assistant. So hopefully this is something that Google works out. It seems like a Google flaw and maybe it's intentional to keep people buying Google watches instead of Samsung watches. I don't really know, but um, I guess what's nice about it is the capability is there now. If you really like Google Assistant, maybe you use it on your your phone and you don't want to have to use Bixby. You can do that now. Hopefully they fix whatever issues they have with it. I think they I don't know for sure, but I I think there's other Google apps coming over to the Galaxy Watch 4 that were previously unavailable which would be good because a lot of my issues, if you've seen my review, again, check out the YouTube channel. I had some issues with the Galaxy Watch 4 specifically about um, support because certain features on the watch only work with certain phones. You can't just use it with any Android phone. You have to have a Galaxy Watch or a Galaxy phone in order for the watch to get the most out of it, like body composition and the SpO2 sensor. And some of that stuff just doesn't work unless you have one of the Galaxy phones, which is kind of dumb to me, but maybe there's a reason for it. And now we've kind of run to the end of this podcast where I just want to mention a couple of more things. Um, we've got race season coming up. Obviously it's getting warm out. Summer's in the air and uh, I've got a couple of potential opportunities coming up to possibly travel out to some destination races and see some stuff in person and make some content around it. Um, I'm not going to tell you where or what or what brands I'm working with to make that happen, but it's really exciting. And I'm hopeful that it all actually goes through and it's set in stone soon so I can actually talk about it because right now it's kind of just up in the air. But I'm very excited. And I kind of want to know where everyone's racing this year, what you're up to. Uh, so go and uh, either comment on YouTube, hit me up on Instagram, um, follow me on all those places, follow me on Strava. I'll have that linked in the show notes as well. And, um, you know, join the Discord, Discord server that's a great place to interact with the community, the, the Chase to Summit community. There's like a couple hundred people in there now. Again, I'll have this all linked in the description down below. And finally, just a quick shout out to the Chase to Summit merch store, fully in stock, ready to ship. Uh, and right now we're having a summer sale for 5% off your whole order. Um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out if I can increase that to 10%, but I probably can't without losing money. So check out the merch store. Uh, links are in the show notes. Maybe buy a hat. <laughs> what a bad plug this is. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. And again, if you could maybe give me a rating or a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, I'd really appreciate that. 
And uh, stay tuned for the guests that I talked about earlier in this podcast episode. I am super excited to have more guests on this show because talking to myself is getting uh, kind of hard. I'm not good at it, as you can tell with all these rambles. All right, folks, I'm going to get to my day now because uh, it's nice outside. I want to get my run in. I hope you're get, getting your run in. I hope everyone's happy and healthy. And I'll see you or you'll uh, you'll hear my voice. You won't see me in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.